Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Hutchcroft, photographer, freelancer, and curious question asker. Join me for half an hour each week while I sit down with inspiring photographers and pick their brains about growing their business, authentically connecting to their clients, and being a good human in this changing industry. If you're ready to take your photography hobby to the next level and turn it into an actual business, you're in the right place. If you want to hear real-life advice from professional photographers and start building the future of your dreams, don't go anywhere. Here we go. Hi, welcome back. This week, we sit down with Annie Graham, who kind of feels to me like this poster girl for what's possible with a photography career. One little flick through her feed and you can see that her photography has taken her to so many amazing places. Having booked elopements everywhere from Patagonia to New Zealand to Bali to Bend, she has a keen eye for both landscape photography and portraiture, blending the two so seamlessly it's almost as if the landscape has a personality in and of itself. The stories that she tells with her images embodies an understated but emotionally raw photojournalistic style, and once you're familiar with her work, her images are unmistakable. Despite all of this talent, she's incredibly humble and so willing to share all of the bumps in the road along the way. It was such a pleasure having such an honest chat with her. Listen in as she takes us on a trip down memory lane to a life-changing weekend spent camping in the mountains and how this led to her rediscovering her why. In this episode, we talk about the importance of self-awareness, how introverts can better show up in an extroverted world, and how embracing change can help drive your success. This is one of my favorite podcasts that we've done so far, so find yourself a sunny nook, settle in, and listen up. It's going to be a goodie. Oh, and also you'll hear some birds in the background. They wanted to be part of the conversation too. I might just start by asking, like, for those of our listeners who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Well, I'm Annie. (laughs) I am an elopement photographer. I'm based out of Oregon in the US. And I've been pursuing photography, shooting weddings for over a decade now. I started studying photography back in 2007. Feels like so long ago. I shot my first wedding in 2010. It was a totally different world back then. I've been doing it full time now since 2000. 17 so five six years 18 19, five years yeah um, yeah so full-time business now for five years and yeah it's been amazing so I specialize in elopements small weddings a lot of my work is either on the west coast here or overseas so I work a lot in Iceland and Patagonia New Zealand Bali and I kind of like move through the world based on different seasons. So when it's winter in the US, I'll go to Patagonia or New Zealand. <laughs> and then when it's summer, I'll be in the US or go to Iceland. You just so live like in Northern, a perpetual Southern summer. Hemisphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the most ideal lifestyle for me, I think, because I am not a winter person. <laughs> so I just follow summer around the world shooting elephants. It's amazing. That's so dreamy. <laughs> Yeah. And then this last year, I started Immersed Education, which is an online platform for courses for photographers. And I also made a huge transition in my life. I became a mom. I have my first baby. Congratulations. So there's just been a lot of, thank you. <laughs> there's been a lot of change, a lot of transition in the last year. And so that's like what my business has been looking like. And now the future, we'll see what it holds. 
What was it like when you first started? Like when you sort of started shooting weddings, like what were weddings like and what resources were available to you? How much did you just kind of have to figure out on your own? And It was so different. So my first wedding I shot in, I think it was 2010. And I felt like weddings were just a lot more traditional. I mean, elopements weren't a thing. Elopement was like, you go to Las Vegas and get hitched like spontaneously like elopements what they are now today didn't exist like not at all everything was much more about tradition and honestly like being a wedding photographer was not cool you didn't (laughs) want to say you were a wedding photographer that was like oh you can't get any work as a real photographer so you (laughs) shoot weddings and um the way you like posed your couples and everything was just like very stiff and I don't know how else to put it, but it was just like traditional. There was even like the way that you got work was about like advertising in magazines or I don't think like wedding blogs were even that popular yet. Like, yes, they were a thing, but they're not the way they are now. Social media, there's no Instagram. There wasn't even Lightroom. Like I wasn't even editing in Lightroom when I first started. I edited everything in Photoshop and I just individually individually. I delivered everything like on a hell. CD for my first wedding. Oh my like, god! I didn't even use a USB. I could have, but I didn't for some reason. <laughs> I pick time. Online galleries didn't exist. Like it was all just very, very different. The process was like grueling. It was so much more hard work. It wasn't cool. It was so much harder to find couples. Like it was a lot more of like word of mouth and knowing your vendors and like advertising. Like paid advertising. I mean, to become Did a you do all today, of that? Did you do like, like the paid advertising thing? And like, I didn't because I wasn't full time until Instagram had become a thing. And then that's free advertising. Yeah. Nice. But I used to, I would just randomly shoot weddings, especially during the summer while I was in college. And I would just go on Craigslist, which I don't think you have Craigslist in Australia, but it's yeah, like, it's like Gumtree. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go on Craigslist and I would find people looking for wedding photographers, paying like a hundred bucks, and shoot their <laughs> wedding for a hundred dollars, like oh one gosh. random weekend in between classes. Like that's the kind of stuff that I was doing. Or, I mean, honestly, like the majority of the first seven years of weddings that I shot were for friends. And I grew up overseas. I grew up in India. I went to like an international boarding school. So I had actually a lot of international friends. So my friends would take me traveling to shoot their weddings. So I was shooting weddings in Australia and Germany and all over the US, even though I wasn't getting paid to do any of them because <laughs> they were for my friends. <laughs> like it seems like, like, like you're a travel, cool wedding photographer lifestyle, but it wasn't. It just wasn't that way at all. Well, um, but like you or, were the first. Like, <laughs> you're, I don't think I was the first. <laughs> you're like an early pioneer of like the travel <laughs> wedding photography game. Like, that's pretty great. <laughs> Delivering things on I mean, CDs. Like I feel like things yeah. have changed so much and so fast since then. Oh, it's 90% of the people who are wedding photographers today not only wouldn't be back then, but like couldn't be because it just, there was no presets. There was no, there wasn't even Lightroom. There was nothing. 
How many photos totally would different. you end up delivering if you had edited every single photo on Photoshop? I think the first wedding I delivered a hundred pictures. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. I feel like that's a lot for every single photo being edited on Photoshop. And like, I was like whitening their teeth and oh like, it was crazy. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> you so don't want to see those pictures. <laughs> I actually really do. This <laughs> is some really white teeth. Yeah. Um, looks good. <laughs> did you have like, so you started your business in 2017, but up until then you were kind of shooting some weddings. Like, was it like a side hustle? Did you have like a part-time job as well? Yes. I totally did it part-time until like for those first seven years, it was like just, I don't know, maybe a handful of weddings every summer. I was also going to school. I was going to college. I was also, I worked in the film industry in LA. So I was mostly working on like in like actual film world, not movies, but like commercials and stuff like that. So I was working, I was doing a lot of other jobs aside from photography because there was no way that it could support me at all. It was like kind of a random, like, uh, I'm not going to be able to pay rent this month. Let me see what's on Craigslist. Oh, I can shoot this wedding. And it'll like get me another month of rent. That was like me in college. I think the first (laughs) wedding I actually got like paid decently. It was $2,000 for a friend to shoot my wedding. I literally thought that $2,000 was like the top of the wedding industry. I was like, oh my gosh, I've made it. This is it. I'm retiring. If I could shoot weddings for $2,000, like I could travel the world. I'll never have to like do any of these other jobs ever again. Like I just thought it was it. That's so amazing. I felt so overpaid. Like it's, and now I like my engagement sessions are 2000. Like it's the difference is crazy, but yeah, I definitely had other part-time jobs. I was always like pursuing photography, but I had to supplement myself in many other ways. Yeah. So yeah. I imagine like going full-time would have been like quite, maybe you felt quite confident going into it, but I can imagine. Oh, I, I went full-time before I had full-time work. And a lot of people ask me that question, like, oh, did you just wait until you were so busy that you had to give up your other jobs so that you could do weddings? And it was like actually the opposite. Wow. I had been offered a job at a school to be a teacher. And it was either I take on this job, like very, not like traditional, but you know, very structured, yeah, yearly, stable. annual salary, stable job. Yeah. Or I could try to be a photographer because it's what I'd been wanting to do for so long. And I kind of felt like I was in this now or never moment because I had just been pursuing it for so long. And I was in this pivotal time in my life. I had just finished college and it was either like I become a teacher and I go down this path or I become a photographer and I pursue it like I've always wanted to. But I didn't have, I think I probably had like two weddings booked, like I usually did just a a few a summer as what I was doing. And I decided to just risk it all. I was like, what's the worst that could happen? I'm not going to die. I might run out of money, but you don't die from running out of money. So, okay. I could always like talk to my parents, see what I could figure out. Like I kind of was like, what's the worst case scenario here? For some reason, it's always so like, it's so scary to think of risking something and especially with job and money and I had just gotten married and so it was like there was a lot of things that could have gone wrong but the worst case scenario wasn't actually that bad and so 
I risked it all. I just called the principal of the school and was like, no, I don't want to be a teacher. And I like decided to become a wedding photographer. And within three months, it was so crazy. I like poured myself into setting up a website, getting myself on Instagram, doing a bunch of shoots of my friends, putting a bunch of content out there. And I think within like three or four months, I had almost booked an entire year or at least like through the whole summer. Like it was so crazy. Like the second that I switched to full time and put all of my energy into it and kind of had to, because I had no other job to fall back on. I had no other security. There was no plan B. It was like, that's really what I needed and ended up needing to get myself to like actually book the quantity of work that I wanted to be booking and needed to be booking. Yeah. And it happened after I became full-time. So I don't know. I think a lot of people are kind of waiting to like, basically there's a risk in it. Yeah. And until you embrace that, the process is going to be so much longer deciding when to go full-time if you're kind of waiting for things to all line up and feel good and feel perfect and then, you know, quit your other job and then finally pursue photography and you already have so much booked and all of that. Like I just, that process takes so much longer than if you decide to risk it all and see what you can do with all your time and energy. And so that's something that I, I just get asked about that a lot. And I highly encourage people if they really, really feel like really passionate about being a photographer, being in the wedding photography industry that sometimes it helps to just add in that element of risk to push yourself yeah. over the edge to you know yeah to create a sense of urgency start your business yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. and i think that energetically as well like this might be a bit woo woo but you're kind of putting out this sort of message out there to be like i'm taking this seriously and this is what i really want to do yeah. and like i really oh, yeah. mean it I think there's something to that as well. And just the fact that like, it's not like you just manifested it and it happened. Like you did so much hard work to get there, but the hard work was also rewarded by, you know, like yeah, the support that like you hoped that you would find and like going full time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are there some other things, like some expectations you had about like what it would be like to go full? Like, I think that like, perhaps some of the expectations you had were exceeded. Like you ended up getting booked out. You were rewarded in so many ways, but like, were there other expectations about like what you thought it would be like to be full-time that like you've had to sort of like mitigate or change in any way? Yeah. I'm trying to think, I guess I feel like the reality of being a really busy wedding photographer is so much more exhausting (laughs) than what I expected. (laughs) Probably the biggest one. Um, We're on a high from your like $2,000 wedding. Yes. Wedding shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Never have to work again. Um, Never have to work again. That's like three months of rent for me in college. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think it was like so exciting to book so much and to get so busy. And it was kind of all, I was on this high of like, Oh, like booking international weddings and travel weddings. And like, it all started for me, like from the beginning when I went full time and it was really exciting. But then actually living that out (laughs) that first year was so different than what I thought it was going to be like when I was booking everything. 
So I just remember basically saying yes to everything, really not having like, not just that I didn't want to have the ability to say no, but I didn't want to say no. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds amazing. Yes. I want to go there. Yes. I want to like add in this extra shoot. So it's like, I would book a wedding in one place and then I would also book maybe like two or three engagement sessions. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm already going to be in LA. I might as well just put it out there on Instagram that I'm going to be in LA. I'm like, would love to book some more shoots. And I would literally be doing like three or four shoots a week and traveling every week or every other week. And any other moment that I had apart from that, I was editing or answering emails or updating my website or, you know, trying to be active on social media or it was just this nonstop. I mean, nonstop of work. And it was all so exciting, but I wasn't actually living any life. My whole life was work and it was really fulfilling, beautiful work. But it was like, I lost myself in that first year when I became really busy. Mm -hmm. And I just remember by the end of the year, it was like, I had already hit burnout. I hadn't even been in business for longer than a year. And I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. I can't believe this happened to me so fast. Like, it's just so easy to feel so overworked. There was even situations where I felt like I just wasn't getting along with my clients or like connecting with them in the right way. And they weren't happy with their pictures and I wasn't happy with the types of weddings I was getting. And I was like, there's some sort of miscommunication happening here. What's going on? Like there was just hard things that I was dealing with too. Like I think everybody does. And when I was like closer to the edge of just feeling completely burnt out, it was so easy for me to feel like I was being overworked. Like my clients weren't being nice to me, you know, they're like, asking me to edit all these extra pictures. They don't like my work. I'm a terrible photographer. Why yeah. am I doing this anyways? Like I would kind of go down into this spiral thought pattern. Oh my gosh. And, so and then you just have like so no, many of us. Yeah. And then you just have no energy going into the next shoot because you feel so bad about the last one. And you're like, well, is this really what I want to be doing anyways? Like how do I attract the weddings where like everyone's super nice and everything looks really beautiful. And <laughs> I think... <laughs> At the end of the first year, it was just like this shocking reality that creating boundaries for myself and actually trying to discover like what I loved about the work, not just yes to weddings, but like to a specific kind of wedding, to specific types of connections that I needed with my couples, to the way that I was photographing things. Because I just realized it was so easy for me to feel like I was being use that I could so easily be replaced in this job that I felt like I was giving my entire life to. And I needed to basically like find myself in it again. So the end of that first year, I got so burnt out. I didn't know how to keep moving forward. Everything was like, everything was like exciting, but also extremely draining at the same time. And I felt like I needed to basically just come to this place of not like rebranding, but like what really matters and what do I need as the artist to basically like thrive in this career? Because just saying yes to everything doesn't work for me. And I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. I really hear you saying that like you're just running on adrenaline and like your resilience was just like had taken a hit, like your self-esteem had taken a hit, like everything kind of felt like 
super hard, but like, did you recognize that it was burnout or at what point were you like, okay, I need to take stock of my priorities and like really figure out how to make this work for me? Yeah. I don't know if I would have called it burnout in the moment, Yeah, but I just knew at the end of the year, I had like reached out to another photographer to do a mentor session with them. And I was kind of desperate to try and figure out how to start doing the shoots that I wanted to be doing, not just what was coming at me. Cause I think a lot of people feel this too. So I want to talk about it a little bit. There's kind of this disconnect, right. Of like, these are the types of people I want to connect with. This is the type of shoot that I want to do, mm-hmm. but these are the types of inquiries that I'm getting. And exactly. there's a gap. Yeah. What's that gap? Why is that gap happening? So yeah. I reached out to this photographer to do a mentor session with them and was like, help me yes. <laughs> because there's this gap and I don't understand what it is. And I don't know, you know, how to basically connect the two. And we went through this long conversation talking about kind of like coming back and rediscovering your why. Why are you a wedding photographer? Why is this important to you? Why have you chosen this as your career versus anything else? I think the answers to those questions actually create so many boundaries within yourself and it creates like an identity in your business. And so that kind of gave me the language and the tools to figure out, okay, I really love things that are small and intimate and I really need connection to thrive. And I need to feel like I have like creative freedom in my shoots to be able to feel like I'm actually giving my couple something I needed to feel like I could create at my shoots basically is what I'm trying to say. And like the freedom Um, of it. mm -hmm. And I was just getting these couples that were like, Oh, we want these pictures and (laughs) that's it. You know, they had like the vision and I wanted them to come to me and say, Annie, what is your vision? So even just discovering all of that and then realizing that I couldn't just wait for those things to come to me. I needed to go and create that type of work. I needed to go and do personal shoots and create the type of content and work that I felt really connected to that felt creatively free. That was basically would then give like a visual, visual boundaries to my own brand and then have other people who feel the same way, see that type of work and hear those types of stories and feel connected to me. And that's how I slowly close that gap of this is what I really want to be doing, but these are the inquiries that I'm getting. It was like, I had to go through that process of discovering why, why am I doing this? Figure out what my boundaries are and create my own work. And that changed everything after that first year. And that's kind of like how I slowly shifted into becoming an elopement photographer and saying no to weddings and really niching and just shooting small intimate weddings. That's amazing. I feel like that's something that like a lot of people really need to hear because there is that like early stage kind of like any work is good work kind of attitude. But I think it's kind of like backing yourself and being like, no, like this is the kind of thing that makes me feel alive. So I must be kind of good at it. And that's where I should be focusing like my energy. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing too, is there is this balance, right? Of any work is good work when you're still like discovering photography, like maybe you don't even know what you really like or what you would want to niche in or the types of people that you connect with or the environments that you work well in. Like there is this discovery phase that's so important to have. 
Mm. And for me, I had had that for the seven years that I took to even becoming a full-time photographer. Mm. But I think a lot of people start their careers and start their full-time businesses or part-time businesses at the same time. And they don't give themselves enough space to just discover. So I think that that's really, really important still. But then once you get to that point, which I think that you can just intuitively feel in yourself, you get to a point where you're like, okay, I'm done discovering. I know what I want and that's not what's happening. So how can I get there? But anyways, yeah, I also just wanted to say that like that season of discovery is really, really important. And it used to take so much longer for photographers because there wasn't so many easy access tools to getting into being a full-time photographer. Like getting a super nice camera and presets and a website, you can just make yourself legit overnight. Yeah, And so it seems like, okay, I have all these things. I'm doing all these shoots. I should be full-time in a year. And it's like, whoa, you can't, you can't compare yourself to what took me seven, eight, nine years to do and what you've done in the last six months. And I think a lot of people don't totally understand that because it's so easy to get into it now than it used to be back then. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's still like the same amount of time is required to build up that like artistic voice and like to kind of go down the wrong path and follow that for a little while before like, you kind of realize that you're on the wrong track. Despite the fact that there are a lot more tools available to us, the amount of time that like it takes to invest in something and really figure that out and figure out your own relationship and response to it is still the same, but we're exposed to so much on social media and like, you know, self-comparison is just like a really real thing that a lot of us battle with, especially as creatives, that it's easy to forget that the people you're idolizing on your Instagram feed probably took a really long time to get to where they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it only took so much time, but like we all went through like that same process. Yeah. You know, everyone feels like, did you actually go through this? And I'm saying, yes. I think that's why so many people love the burnout stories because they're like, oh, the struggle, like it happens to everyone. (laughs) That's so relieving to hear. Mm -hmm. Early on in your full-time career, you were talking about how like, you know, you booked out and you gained a lot of recognition kind of quickly, but like, you're just like feeling really tired. And there was like a story that I read about on your blog where you talked about this like experience you had with your friend and her husband and you went camping with them in the mountains and it meant a lot to you. I was wondering whether you could tell us a little bit about that story and how it kind of speaks to the storytelling at the core of your photography. Yeah. So this is a friend from college and it was kind of summer, busy, busy season in my first year. And I was just desperate to do a shoot that didn't this is the other thing too is like doing a shoot where you don't get paid I don't know why it just feels so good Mm. so I just was like desperate to do a shoot where I wasn't getting paid there was no expectation I felt like I could just create and have fun and so I asked my friend from college I was like hey I would really love to take pictures of you and your husband are you available are you free they're like yeah we're actually camping in the mountains this month for our anniversary and I was like oh my gosh amazing can I come <laughs> photograph you guys and they were like yes perfect and I was like okay cool 
And then maybe two or three days before the shoot, she messaged me and she was like, just so you know, we don't really look like all these super in love couples on your Instagram feed. Because back then I was all about posing and it was like, throw each other in the air and (laughs) swing her around and all these poses to basically get people to like laugh in pictures and look like they're super in love and 16 again. Yes. And I was like, don't even worry about it. I really don't want you to one, think that you don't actually have this in your relationship. And two, I'm actually so desperate for something that's just real (laughs) because I'm doing all this posing and I'm constantly booking all these shoots where people have all these expectations for me. And I would love to just photograph you and your husband exactly where you are, even if it's hard, because I think that's probably the reality of most people. And so she was like, okay, cool. (laughs) No expectation. (laughs) So I went up in the mountains and I hung out with them and I just did this like really casual shoot. I mean, really casual. We made dinner over the fire. We went out to the lake for a few minutes to take pictures of them with their dog running around. And then I took a few pictures of them walking back to the campfire. I mean, it really wasn't even that long at all Mm. because I just wanted it to feel really casual. And we talked about marriage and how hard marriage was and kind of some of the things that they were going through. And we were just real and raw and honest with each other. And I just photographed them exactly however they wanted to interact with each other. I wasn't really giving them that many prompts at all. I was just trying to tell the story of like who they were and this moment in the mountains for their anniversary. And I didn't even really think anything of it. I was like, cool. Those pictures were fun. It was so refreshing to just do a shoot that I wasn't getting paid for. I can edit them however I want. I can deliver however many I want. Like, I just love that freedom. And I sent the pictures off and I was like, thanks so much for, you know, spending time with me. Didn't really think anything of it. And then her response is actually what changed everything for me. So her response to the gallery was like, one, she was very weepy. It was very emotional because Mm -hmm. she said to know what we've been going through and then to see what we look like in pictures. It's like she could see that there was so much love between them, even though in, you know, in like the real raw moments of a relationship, you don't always feel that when you're just struggling. And she was like, it's so crazy to see the love that we have for each other in these photos. and the muscles on my husband. Wow. And <laughs> like, she, she was like, like, I forgot really, he was hot. <laughs> I forgot he was hot. Seeing them made them fall in love with each other again in this like really random backwards way because they could see themselves from like this third party yeah. perspective. They weren't so in the middle of just how emotional everything was. And I think I cried for like three days straight because I had no, I really had no idea that my pictures could impact someone and someone's relationship in that way. Yeah. I thought it was powerful. Kind of like easy to focus so much on just the business and making people happy, book more clients, make them happy. And it's just that constant revolving door. And it was like, Oh, this could be, really meaningful and the way that you do it can be meaningful and it just like blew the door open to changing everything in my business to realizing that 
the more intentional that I am both in conversation and the way that I shoot my couples can not only change the experience of the shoot, but the experience of the pictures from the shoot. And so it was just like, it totally rocked me that whole photo shoot. And it's not even like pictures that I would, that won any awards or anything. It was, but they were meaningful to them. And having that experience of the impact that my picture could actually have, it just became so much more meaningful to me. It brought my focus back to what I needed my focus to be on. And I think that that's kind of, when I started transitioning to like, I want to tell a story. I don't just want to take these beautiful pictures. I don't want people to just throw each other in the air. Like what happens on the shoot actually matters. The memory of the shoot is like the memory in the pictures. Cause we talked about marriage. We talked about all that stuff. And that's what is like also remembered when you see the pictures, like there's just so many associations that happen through that experience. And so I don't know, just to be able to have that experience, it, it really changed everything slowly transitioned me into storytelling that's kind of been the slow unraveling throughout the last couple of years but yeah that shoot was definitely life-changing I would come away from that as well being like the power of photography to change the world like I know it sounds so dramatic but if you can help people remember the love between them like the ripple effect that that would have on like their community and like just even the immediate people around them like the perspective that they would have afterwards and like the way they would relate to each other is that's all that really matters it is world changing (laughs) it really is like I feel so silly saying it but it it really is at the core of why you would want to take photos yeah I feel like that like change in perspective would have been such a big turning point this podcast is brought to you by the unscripted posing app the one-stop shop photography app for photographers looking to up their posing game, streamline their business, and look and feel like a professional. With Unscripted, you'll confidently rock every shoot, capture those emotion-filled images you've been craving, and create a fun photo shoot experience for everyone, including you. Join over 200,000 photographers and search Unscripted in your app store now. Are there any other change in perspectives or other turning points in your life? a career that like have helped you see things dramatically differently? I mean, I think especially in this last year, having a baby has definitely changed my perspective on my work and on the job in general. I think I've just fallen in love with all the small little mundane moments all over again, because Mm. I live in them and I want to take pictures of everything all the time because my baby will only be this old for this day. Yeah. And I have to document everything. Of course. (laughs) I think honestly, it was so funny. I just like, didn't even take on family sessions or even that many engagement sessions because I didn't have any time in my schedule. 2019 was my busiest year. And I think I only shot maybe four or five engagement sessions. Everything else was elopements because I just didn't have enough time. And I think looking at that now, it's almost like I want to do the opposite. Like I want to shoot families and I want to shoot couples and I want to shoot people in their homes. I want to shoot more of like the mundane moments. So I did Mm -hmm. a family shoot for a photographer who lives down the street from me. Do you know Don Charles? Yeah. She lives right down the street from me. It's really fun. So I... 
I did her family photos and I had never even really actually done family photos before. And I wanted them to be like very just real everyday moments. So we kind of listed out a few things that they do every day that I could take pictures of for them. And I told them I want this to just be like very documentary, very nothing posy for the camera, no matching outfits, no nothing like that. I just wanted to feel like a day in the life. Yeah. And it was so much fun. I mean, there's some of my favorite pictures I've taken in a long time. So I felt like that. And that was like when I was seven months pregnant when I did that shoot. And I think when I got married and I had a small wedding, I saw this value and this beauty in having a small wedding versus having a big wedding. And I went through this whole process of transitioning my business to supporting elopements and couples who wanted to elope and doing things in a different way. Like, I'll help you do that. And it's almost like I'm having that experience again, having a baby where it's like, wow, these like intimate at home, everyday mundane moments are so meaningful. And your kids are only this age once and you're not going to have bath time for forever. (laughs) And getting to document stuff like that feels like so meaningful and raw and beautiful. And I think now that I've had an experience with it, I feel connected to it. Yeah. And so like I was saying at the beginning, I see my business transitioning again into something different. Like I, my business just slowly morphs every year. I think it changes a little bit. And I think that's what I'm moving into now are more couples, more families, more small sessions, because I see all the value in that from my own experience. And because I feel so emotionally connected to it right now, that's like where my creativity is thriving. And so that's when I want to spend my time doing. So that's kind of another big experience. (laughs) I feel like that's, I don't know, giving yourself the freedom to be more fluid and free moving in your business seems like such a nice way to be able to stay engaged. You've definitely carved out a niche, I guess, for yourself as like an elopement, like an adventure elopement photographer, but like to be able to like give yourself the freedom to just pivot if something else is capturing your interest. I feel like it's such an amazing way to keep things feeling fresh and interesting for you too. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can't just like say that you're one thing and then feel, once you start feeling restricted by your own business, there's something backwards there. Like you've got to be able to feel the freedom to to move and change and try something different. And yeah, like you said, pivot your whole business or else what's the point of owning your own business? Yeah, And I think true. as long as you stay true to who you are in it, I don't think that you're necessarily going to lose the quality of who you're connecting with and all of that. I feel like all my couples that eloped the last couple of years are now having kids. And I want to be like, hi, can I come shoot your family? Yeah. Like I want it to be like a full circle experience. <laughs> it's actually kind of perfect. if like you're kind of a similar age to the people or like going through similar life experiences mm-hmm. to the people who you've been shooting. You're like still here, like need your 50 year yeah. wedding anniversary photos done. Like I'm really into that yeah. at the moment. <laughs> But I think like staying connected to what you really love, what you really feel brings you to life. That's what's going to create the best work. That's what's going to be the most meaningful. And if that changes through a life experience, then let it change. Yeah. Um, 
That's how I feel anyways. Yeah. And it's kind of just like being able to wake up every day and ask yourself, is this still what I want to be doing? Like, do I still feel aligned with the work that I'm doing and like being okay with change, which I don't know, who knows? Like maybe it's part of that like third culture kid thing of just kind of growing up, moving around a lot and knowing that change is just part of it all and just being happy to pivot. But yeah, I mean, you were shooting weddings for a while and I read on your blog that you consider yourself like a bit of an introvert and like, not that you shoot too many weddings anymore, but I don't know, it kind of leads me to the question of like, how did you navigate or like, how do you navigate being, I feel like photographers are kind of this like personality where they kind of have to like hold the space and like you're directing people and you're very like forward facing Mm-hmm. How do you like, what are the, are the things that you do to prepare yourself for shoots or like things that you've had to like personally overcome to be able to like still feel like you're being yourself, but you're also filling this role? Yeah. So I realized that I could either do one of two things and I've done both. One, <laughs> pretend to be an extrovert, mm-hmm. be the life of the party, be very loud and excitable and hold a space in a room just like you said and then come home at night and need like three days to recover because you've never spent that much energy in your whole life that's option number one which I have done yeah and been completely drained by time and time and time again feeling this pressure this need to be something that I'm not or option number two which I highly recommend is (laughs) Just tell your couples, this is who I am. This is how I shoot. I tend to not really say that much. If there's anything I want to change, I'll let you know. I tend to just kind of stay in the corners of the room, put on a longer lens. Like I don't really like directing family photos. So you, I would recommend you put your sister or somebody in charge of it make a list and then give it to them because I don't really want to be screaming out everybody's names. I basically discovered that if you just talk to your couple and tell them this is who I am and this is what I need to feel myself and to if I feel like I have to talk the whole time I'm shooting, my work will be terrible. If yeah. I feel like I can kind of go into myself and go into my creativity to shoot, my work is like so dramatically different. And if I just explain that to my couple, oh, they are so accommodating. No problem, anything you need. And I just have to keep in like letting them know I'm not saying much, but the pictures are turning out amazing. Like I still continue to pour, what is it? Like positive affirmation, like everything's going great. These pictures are amazing. I might not be like jumping up and down, but this is like so beautiful. And then anything else that I needed at weddings, just letting them know, getting them to be a part of the process. And I think having more of like a collaborative relationship about it, it's so much easier than I think a lot of people will would make up in their heads. So I started doing that and just kind of letting couples know like, this is the way that I shoot and this is what I need. And it just works so much better. I'm not as drained. I don't feel like I have to pretend to be an extrovert. I don't also feel like they're judging me or sometimes when you haven't really just communicated about it you're like should I be saying more should I be doing more should I be directing more 
yeah. you know, I don't really know what I should. It's like you haven't really had this conversation. The air isn't clear. Yeah. You're not really sure what you should be doing or what they expected of you. So just having a real honest and raw conversation about it all, it changes it. That's what I encourage all introverts out there to do because then you won't feel like there's this awkward space and awkward silence and your couples won't notice it either because they expect it and they know how to respond to it. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's like emotionally responsible as well. It's kind of just like good communication where you're just kind of like letting them know like where you're at. And yeah, I guess like the positive side of that for you as well is just not having to like go run circles in your head about whether you should be doing something different to how you feel like you should be doing it or like whether they think something's weird or I just think that like being able to I don't know and I think it's also really something that people can relate to as if you're just approaching them with like this honest kind of vulnerable thing of just being like hey this is actually who I am and I don't want to put on a mask for this entire session so And it kind of sets the precedent for them as well. Like if you are shooting someone else who is introverted, like they're like, okay, great. Like I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to pretend either. Exactly. Yeah. If you are like unapologetically yourself and not afraid to be that, not thinking in your mind, should I be something different? Should I be someone different? Do they, do they want me to be somebody different? Just like gives people the freedom to be whoever they are too. And I feel like the type of shoots that I do, I attract other introverts. It's crazy, but it happens all the time to me because the types of pictures that I put out there, like I think everything about me shows that I'm an introvert, to be honest. And I tend to attract other introverts and our shoots tend to be a lot more calm and quiet and just relaxed. And I think it comes full circle, the more honest with yourself of who you are. And the more like, okay, you are about it. And the more you kind of lean into it as a strength, like being an introvert as a strength and not a weakness in uh, an environment that almost requires you to be a presence in the room, I think can be amazing. So, yeah. And I think that like, we live in such like a, I don't know. I think that the society that a lot of Western people live in is, is kind of this like championing of extroverted traits, but I don't know. I think introverts have been severely underrated for a really long time. It's kind of like strange that you would almost have to come out as an introvert at a shoot when like an extrovert wouldn't need to be like, Hey, I'm going to be really loud and it might be a little bit overwhelming for you. So just letting you know, this is where I'm at. Like, it's like, you have to justify yourself because I don't know. Like, I think that it's just the society that we live in. And I hope that, you know, we'll see the day where there are more expressions of self that are more accepted. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't it's know. True. Hopefully we're on the road, <laughs> on the road. It's together. true. <laughs> I mean, all of my friends that are extroverts and are wedding photographers, they're like beloved by the world because they're so fun and they're so entertaining <laughs> and I sometimes I wish I could be funnier on my shoots, but that's just not, not how it goes. I know, but there are other so. qualities that I think that are so overlooked in introverts that I don't know. I oh, just, yeah. I think introverts are incredibly creative. 
I think introverts, I might be so bold to say that introverts <laughs> are more creative. Is this your non-biased um, opinion? <laughs> my non-biased opinion. And extroverts are more entertaining and like yeah. fun. But I think owning it, whatever you are, is the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you something about like your sort of definition of success, because it, I think that the goalposts would change a bit, especially as someone who like runs your own business and you kind of can decide like how much work you take on. And I was wondering, like on this sort of path that you've been on, have you defined success to yourself in a way that feels good? Yeah. I felt like this actually happened that first year, my first year where that ended in burnout. It was obviously like super busy, successful, all of that. But I think I just so quickly realized that success to me had nothing to do with how much money I was making or how much recognition I was getting or how happy my clients were or how much meaningful work I was making. Success to me was like living a life that I felt connected to. And I think I've just slowly grown into that more and more. And if that means working more because I'm feeling super connected to this couple and creating something extra for them is really meaningful to me, then that's what I want to do. Or maybe it's not working for a couple of weeks because I want time with my family and I want time at home. Or if it's just not working, I took like a few months off last year because I could, because yeah. everything everything changed in the world and I wasn't traveling and all my weddings got canceled. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the first time this has ever happened. And I took so much time to figure out some health issues that I was dealing with and even just taking seasons of rest. I think it just, it's so important to me that I'm constantly coming back to, is this the life that I want to be living? not the job or any of that, but like, is this the life that I want to be living? Is this how I want to be spending my time? And seeing time as like this really beautiful, valuable thing. Even right now in this moment, I am on the Oregon coast because our house, we have to get a new roof. It was rotting. It was terrible. So we're getting a new roof. (laughs) We could have so easily just like gotten a hotel nearby But instead, we decided to go to the Oregon coast, which is a beautiful place, but is a little bit expensive to stay in. (laughs) So um, we're basically like, I'm working on the coast. I like took on a couple of shoots so that I could make money to pay for the trip itself. So it's like, I'm not really making any money at all right now, but I'm living the life that I want to be living. I'm spending my time here on a podcast with you, as well as like going on a walk on the beach this afternoon. Mm. Um, So kind of finding that balance and not feeling, basically feeling the freedom to take time off and to spend money where I want to spend money and to have the lifestyle that I want to have is so much more important. And sometimes that is like, I need to work more because I really want to maybe go on this trip with my family or something. Like, I think there's just, it's not all about work and it's not all about making a ton of money and it's not all about constantly being busy and shooting weddings all over and getting like the craziest wedding ever. Like sometimes I see people, they're shooting just the most incredible elopements and I haven't shot 
anything in like the last few months because I just had a baby and I feel, you know, like, wow, what did I even do this year besides have a baby? <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> but, big You know, thing. you could, you could so easily compare your life to other people's yeah. and what they're doing and how successful they are and all these things that you're just perceiving about their life. But I just feel like I have to stay connected to me and my family and like, this is the most important thing. Yeah. And the job is beautiful. I get to connect with so many amazing people. If I feel like I'm working too much that I don't feel like I can connect with each of my couples, then I need to pull back in some way. Yeah. So that connection piece to me is so important through all of my life that that's what success means. And it looks different in different seasons, even month to month, it might fluctuate and flow in a different way. But I always am coming back to that question of, is this the life that I want to be living? Is this how I want to be spending my time? And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think as well, it's like really having solidified your why and like the reasons behind shooting and like the ways that that sort of like supports you. And like, I don't know, having the capacity as well to just like zoom out and like look at things in seasons as you, you know, so beautifully described. I don't know. I find that sometimes like when I feel anxious, like I look at things in like every day where I'm like, what have I done today? Like, oh, this past hour was like so unproductive or your focus kind of comes into this like pinpoint instead of like zooming out and being like, okay, this is just like the time of the year where like stuff is just a little bit different. And like next month it might look completely different to what I feel like it is now. And like always like kind of remembering that, like you said, like, is this not the job that I want to have, or is this the holiday that I want to have or whatever, but it's just like, is this the life? Yeah. Is this the whole, like the whole picture? Is this the whole life that I, that I want to lead? Yeah. Are you ever going to look back and be like, wow, I didn't work enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> what are some tips that you have for new photographers wanting to create like a nourishing and sustainable business for themselves? And we've talked about it a lot already, but just discovering your why I think has to be the most important thing. Yeah, it really is. And then being really bold and sharing what that is with other people so that they can connect with it too. So important. Yeah. And I think like just being really careful to not look to other photographers not to compare your your life and what you're doing and where your business is with somebody else because you're a different person and your business is going to be completely different than someone else's and being like really confident in like who you are and what you're doing and the time it's taking you versus the time it might take somebody else I just think is so important so for me like this piece of constantly being connected to my own self-awareness whether that's going to therapy every week or Mm -hmm. um, taking time off work or whatever it is when I get disconnected from myself and I'm flooding my mind too much with just looking on Instagram and looking what other people are doing and the types of weddings that they're shooting and the perceived success of their life that I think they probably have. Or even for me, sometimes it's, well, these photographers are all friends with each other. Why, why aren't they friends with me? Why can't I be friends with them? 
(laughs) (laughs) Saying it out loud is like so powerful (laughs) as well, because I think that like we all get caught in that trap, but like there's a part of like saying it out loud that like takes the power away from it. Where you're like, oh, it's just that like vulnerable human thing that I do. Yeah. And just knowing that everybody is different. Yeah. And owning like where you are and what you're doing and what you're going for is just, it's going to take you further than anything else, I think. And just in photography in general, like there is no point where you're done learning. I think I've learned that one too. Like, yes, there is always something new that you can discover about your work, about photography, about business. Don't ever stop. I think that sometimes in seasons where I just feel really either burnt out or overworked or whatever it is, it's like I haven't just taken a moment to stop and like rethink something or create something or learn something new and try it out. And so I think just like always kind of keeping that on the back burner is of always constantly learning something and investing in some sort of education, I think can just be really, really huge for any photographer starting out. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a good reminder. What can we expect to see from you in the coming months? Let's see. Well, I've obviously, I'm really excited about Immerse Education. We have a few new courses that we filmed this summer that are releasing in the next couple of months. So I'm really excited about that. So Immerse is probably like my biggest side baby other than my real baby. So yeah, I think just Immerse is going to continue to grow and and change. And I'm really excited to see where it goes because it's something I've been wanting to do for so long. I feel like with all of the years of experience that you have and just like the general kind of innate emotional awareness that you have about what it might take to like be a photographer, I'm so excited for you to share your knowledge on that. I also saw that you have like these crazy new presets that you've released. I think they're called Lumen. Yes. Yes. Lumen. They are insane. Can you talk to us a little (laughs) bit about those? Yeah. So I'm collaborating with Meridian presets and they have this amazing artist that has like the, some like never seen before technology to create Lightroom effects that are basically overlaid onto your image like a preset. So it has nothing to do with like colors or anything, exposure, anything of like your actual pictures. So you basically apply all your own presets and all your own editing settings. And then I created a light and shadow pack called Lumen that you can put as a brush effect onto your images. And you're either putting light or shadows onto your images. And it was so fun. I took a couple of months to like photograph shadows uh, at a bunch of different places where I was shooting. And so all of these effects have been created from real shadows and real light sources. They look so real. And so when they transfer onto your pictures, they look completely real. Like it's so mind blowing. It's so mind blowing. I like don't understand the technology that they have to be able to do this, but it was so fun to one, like come up with the idea and then to go through the process of like collecting all the light and shadow sources and then to tra- like convert them. And I mean, I would like, because the person I collaborated with lives in London and for like a few months in the beginning of the year, I would wake up at like six in the morning so that oh I could God. chat with London and we could like go through and continue to like refine and process and edit the presets. And we worked on it for months 
it's like a fun memory for me thinking of all the mornings that I woke up in the midst of like morning sickness. I had to cancel a couple of times because I had really bad morning sickness. Every week we would have a meeting and I would sit in front of my fireplace with my big pregnant belly and we would <laughs> sit and chat about and go through the process. It was so fun. So I'm really, really excited about those. I love that they also have this like time in your life attached to them. You have like this vivid memory of like being <laughs> heavily pregnant and like a bit sick, <laughs> but like sitting in front of a fireplace and like working it all out. So like for those of the listeners who like haven't seen it, like I think you kind of just need to look it up to really know what we're talking about. But like I will try and describe it here. It's sort of the dappled light that would hit a wall if the sun is like shining through the trees and it's kind of like dancing on the wall. And like, it's like the light that it's just like that sparkle. Like it's the light that you look for and that you have to like shoot it in like two seconds because it's probably going to go away. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then you have it in a preset, like it blows my mind that like, you don't need to go into Photoshop and spend hours like finessing it. It's actually quite Mm -hmm. easy to just like overlay it and then just like brush Mm -hmm. it off like the face or the body or whatever. So it looks like it's on the wall or yeah. Anyway, I think everyone should check them out because they're amazing. Um, Really, really fun. Yeah. (laughs) And you also have like your Iceland pack that is featured on the app. And if you guys Listeners want to check that out, just put take 20 in the checkout and then you get 20% off. I think that kind of covers it all. Thank you so much for your time and for talking to me. Um, It was such a fun conversation and I look forward to seeing what is next in the world of Annie Graham. Okay, so if you're not obsessed with her after this, then you probably just don't have a heartbeat. I mean, what a force of nature. Jolene, new baby, educational courses, like a photography business that's amazing, an incredible eye. She's also juggling home renovations, and she still found the time to have a meaningful conversation with me. I'm so impressed, and I got so much out of this. I really hope that you guys did too. There are four things that I wanted to highlight before we signed off, just because I thought that they were gold. And I also think that they're exactly what is essential for creating a nourishing and sustainable business for yourself. And Annie kind of laid it out really well. The first thing that she spoke about was to get clear on your why. You have something to offer the world that nobody else does, whether it's your attention to detail, your personality, or your style, just Do some digging and try and figure out what that is. Ask the people around you, do some journaling, look at your work. The sooner you find your why, the more you'll be shooting the things that you want to shoot. And this brings me to the next point. Be bold and tell everyone what your why is. Like you are not for everyone. So letting people know what your why is will be a beacon to the people who are meant to find you and a filter for those who aren't. Another thing she brought up that I really loved was to connect to yourself. So if you feel a sense of connection, you know what the signs of stress are for you so that you can take the time you need to recalibrate and bring the joy back into your work and not resent everyone that you work with. And the next one, this one's really tough, but I think we're capable of it despite the fact that we all do it. Just like I think we're capable of stopping comparing ourselves to other people. You don't know what other people's journeys have looked like and If you've just started out and you're comparing your work to someone else who's been shooting for over a decade, you're headed straight for a self-pity city. Just don't do it, okay? I don't, I just don't want that for you. 
I think that's, yeah, those are the four things that I think if you walk away with nothing else at the end of this episode, just remember those four things. And I think that wraps it up. As always, we love being involved in your growth. So if you're stuck and you want a bunch of creators to talk to, Join the Unscripted Posing app Facebook group for a super supportive and creative community who know the struggle of finding and standing by your why. Well, I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next time. Bye. This podcast was created on the unceded land of the Bundjalung people and we pay our respects to elders past, emerging and present.